This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 107 of Banging on the Drum. Please remember to like, subscribe, download. We have a YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. We have Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. So you could. We're asking a lot of you here. Just do it. It, I mean, it's not. It's only like 15 or 20 things. Yeah. Yeah. Not, Not too much. Not too much to ask for like Mike just said, but just like, and subscribe to at least one of them. And we will appreciate uh, the support there. Um, But I'm your host P dog. Last week I was PJ smooth joined along with my co-host M dog. Last week he was baby girl. Uh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, if if you guys could do that for us, we would very much appreciate it. I was at a dinner party tonight and I got us two new subscribers to our uh our YouTube channel. Family so did members. you st- did you steal their phone? No, they are just very supportive people and I guess they didn't realize I had a podcast. I could have swore they knew that I did. Because one is my aunt and uncle that, or so it was my aunt out of the aunt and uncle where I was staying with um, while I was over here when I first initially got over here. And I'm pretty sure I recorded. No, I never recorded at their house. So that, yeah, it makes sense. Like why that I, I was pretty sure they knew we had a podcast, but apparently they didn't. And once they found out, they were like, oh, that's so cool. Like. And then start speaking Portuguese and stuff. They're probably talking shit, but but yeah, yeah. That was- like this fucking moron's got a podcast. Like, who is going to listen to that? Uh, but that's that's good. See, I I think when we initially started this, you wanted to like hold off rolling out our stuff, and I think that that could have been slightly beneficial because of that, right? So. Yeah. stuff out we could have been really like really bad right and we told everybody about it and then they're like oh that's cool like we'll try to listen like and then we're not good but if you hold off until you get a little bit better we might have been able to gain a little bit more traction not probably not a ton more but a little bit right it definitely is a double-edged sword so i think the way we went was Kind of the better way to go because I think we would have just been sitting on stuff for so long. But then I also don't think it helped us, which I think this is weird to say that we got Chris Jackie so early. Yeah, and I think then I would agree with that. And then we haven't just been able to get anybody else on there until Damian Miller. And then I thought we did all right with Damian Miller. But I think when we initially got Chris Jackie, there were people, it was like super early and they were like, well, they're already pulling pro athletes. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. then like, if that's what you're tuning in for, we've definitely went downhill from there. But with the yep. other stuff, yep. like the 
the lulls in talking, the ums, the swearing so much. Like, because if you go back and listen to some of our early episodes, like, yeah, we are just and you cut a lot of that stuff to out too. You cut yeah. a lot of stuff out of there too. Yeah, I, I was really it. using fuck as um quite a bit. I remember my parents, my mom told me like it was not good, like that I needed to clean it up. And I was like, mom, that's just who I am. And she was like, that's not a good person to be or something like that. Like that just be using that word left and right. And I still do. And like, I'll use it in front of them and stuff, but like, she's not very fond of that word. Yeah. But I do think it was more of like a nervous witch to it a, a little bit of of that but yeah it was it was real bad early and we still i guess swear a little bit but it's not like those first episodes yeah like, you listen to the first episodes it reminds me of like watching jay and silent bob we might have <laughs> we might have those boys uh covered in saying fuck the most amount of times in like an hour and a half uh, so i remember like guys our age were like does Mike actually just talk like that? Like that's the way he, the way he is like the F word, every other word. Right. And so, and honestly, I really kind of am, and maybe it is like a nerves thing. And if I'm, if I have nerves in a space that I'm allowed to use the F word, then it comes out like crazy. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's, it just is what it is. And I think you dropped, uh the f word pretty casually like so it doesn't hurt your ears that much but then <laughs> listening listening back to it it's it just is worse listening back to it it's like talking to a british person like they just swear like crazy but it like just kind of sounds nice so you kind of got that going for and it's, you. it's like and it's not necessarily our traditional swear words right and got oh when a british person saying it yeah british english right it's a little bit different like they yeah, use the word cunt all the time and things that we would never like dream of putting on the air yeah and it's just like more cleverly used or not even more cleverly used, but like it just makes sense in context. And you're just kind of like, okay, yeah, that's good. That's good to go. All right. Moving on from this. Uh, how would, how'd your week go or your weekend? I guess we recorded Thursday and now we're going to jump again here on Wednesday. So yeah. So as Wednesday last, or Tuesday, it Wednesday, is maybe. Wednesday and probably by the time we're done with this, it's going to be Thursday. Um, but yeah, my week's been going pretty dang well. So I'm going to start with my under for the week. And the last time you guys heard from me, I was uh, out on a boat, like pretty much all day, um, hanging out. And then I got sunburned to shit. I did not know the extent of my sunburn when I was talking to people before, but it was really bad. And it wasn't even the pain for the sunburn. It was just like the embarrassing amount of sunburn that I had. Like, so like when I would be talking to people, like skin would just be like peeling off my forehead and stuff. And Ooh, that's a bad one. Yeah, no, it was real bad. Like if I 
was willing to take my shirt off and show you guys my shoulders right now, you'd be like, oh, that looks like it hurts. But did you really get blisters? Does... Yeah, a little bit. I I didn't even think of them as blisters until you just right. said that. But like, yeah, my shoulders kind of started bubbling a little bit. But yeah, so that that was pretty bad. But like I said, it, it was just more of like the embarrassment of getting that burnt that hurt me hurt me more than the sunburn itself but like i said that was last week and then i was heading to a biloxi shuckers the brewers double a minor league team versus the blue wahoos the miami marlins minor league team and i was going to that game basically just to see jackson chiro and also to show my mother-in-law from Brazil some like true Americana type shit. Like I, I think that's that's like where you would go. It's like minor league baseball. Yeah, that's probably a good 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 assessment of that. Yeah, but I was looking for Jackson Chiro like when I showed up, and I was looking before, and I was like, he's not in the lineup. I was like, there there must be something wrong uh, going on in this game that he's not there and then what like where my seats were i could look into the dugout pretty well so i was looking for number 11. he's number 11 on this team couldn't see him anywhere anyways long story short he was at the double a all-star game so they don't cut the uh the season season okay so yeah so they just take the all-stars off these double e teams and make them keep playing which whatever, I, I'm not mad at that at all. But anyways, the the day before we went to the game, he hit a home run, had a good game, and whatever. But leading directly into my over, like the game was super fun. Uh, there's a guy named Collins that plays left field and leads off for the Shuckers, hit two bombs. Um, nice. The catcher... I cannot remember his name off the top of my head. He was hitting like 0. 0.085. Cause I remember I was explaining to my wife, I was like, that's not very good. But he hit a homer and then his average jumped up to like 170. And then I had to oh, explain okay. to her, like, I was like, well, he probably hasn't had that many at bats to right. do that. And then he had another hit and his average was like over 200. And I was like, yeah, he's not as bad as I told you that he was at right. hitting the ball. So uh so he had a hell of a game and I'd seen he he started getting interviewed about the game and stuff afterwards and and it was it, it was pretty good. So it looks like that kid's gonna be pretty good. The Collins guy is gonna be pretty good. Black uh was not a black guy. So I found that out. Interesting. <laughs> When I was telling you about the black guy on the team, uh, he's he's actually a yeah. white guy, and Named he's, black. yeah, and he's good. He's good. So we we got some good double A ball players for sure. But it, it was a wild game. I want to say it ended like ten to eight. I was pretty drunk by the end of the game. There was some, you know, little league type shit that happened in the game. I say little league type shit, but it, I mean, it's 
high school, maybe like stuff you don't expect out of like professionals. Yeah. Yep. I get what you're saying. Uh, so what did they do at the game that was unique? So most minor league baseball teams do something kind of fun or clever, like goofy in order to pull people in. Did they do anything? Yeah. So I was getting up to go get a beer and the line was just outrageously long. I was like, this line is longer than the amount of people that I've seen in the stadium so far. Like if I look across the stands and shit, like this line has more than the amount of people in there. Um, So they have this thing called a roach run. And there's this dude dressed up as a roach in that like goes out in the outfield and then they just let all of the kids in the stadium chase this guy across the outfield to try to catch him i don't know what they get if they catch him which they probably can't i mean it's like a like a no chance right it's like the flash like the guy's like a olympic type sprinter or the freeze you, the freeze Atlanta does the freeze. yeah the freeze the freeze and that makes sense to me because he's racing against like, like you and me, like that. Like if you, yeah, but he gives I, them like ninety feet too, and he's just got to they're, but they're still, running like the fence line. It's like people with fully developed brains, like willing to sign up for that, yeah, yeah. punishment or whatever. Not not that it was like a punishment or anything. But anyways, I fully expected this roach to just like fall over in center field and like the kids to like come and tag him. But yeah. dude was just a dickhead. He was playing with these kids and he's got to run from right field to left field, not across the warning track like the freeze. Right. And and yeah, and he just dusted these kids. There, there was literally kids leaving out the gate with like the optimism in their face, like I'm that I catch him. Yeah, yeah, like that I wish I could have in my life. And he was already off the field. Like <laughs> there was like two year olds like <laughs> coming out, and yeah, they, I'm gonna catch him, and he's walking out the <laughs> gate on the other side. Yeah, yeah, but no one caught him, so I don't. I don't know what happens if you catch that guy, but I guess that was kill like him. kind it's of a cockroach. So you just get to, he's dead. That would be pretty cool. Like you just, <laughs> no, just... It wouldn't. Be a <laughs> bunch of cats death. kill a dude. See death in a man's eyes for the first time. But, but yeah, then other than that, they had, I don't know. The brewers definitely kicked off the, the race thing and i can't even remember what raced but there was four things racing each other like uh a, a oh, yeah, like yeah like the sausage race yeah so yeah and they definitely ripped that but the road race i'd never seen that before definitely didn't think it was gonna go down the way that it went down um Cause like I said, I think the oldest kid chasing him might've been 12. So yeah, I thought that it was going to be a little more, everybody gets trophy ish, but good time. That's all I got. Great, 
great week for me. All right. So I'll start with my under and it's going to like sound like a pretty, pretty cool over to start with, but I went whitewater tubing is the best way that I can kind of describe it. And so I'll, I'll get into what that is. Um, but I lost my sunglasses, which were free. So that's not like the end of the world. And then I lost a hat, which I got for free, which also not the end of the world, but it was a little disappointing. Lost my hat on the first go of the day. And so this place that we went, you can go like 30 times. It's like a quarter mile piece of river that has six uh, like white water drops in it. Um, okay. so they, it's all like uh man-made stuff, but it kind of looks kind of natural, right? So they took these big rocks and then they cemented them in and then they put a big, um, in the middle where the water flows, they put like a, like almost like a slide rock in there, right? It's kind of obvious that they built this piece of that sort of falls down like two or three feet and it's like going over like rapids of some sort. Gotcha. Well, and they're they're trying to make it like to a certain level of rapids, like level two, level three, level. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you would get a lot of like rain, or if it was very wet, it might run up to like a level like three. But I would I would assume that it's like a two. It's pretty light. So like I think a one is like rapids that you'd run into on like the Kickapoo, right? So there's no like drops. Yeah, right. It's just like don't hit that rock. Like that's your only task when you're going through. Yeah, really. Like there's no like elevation change, right? It's all just kind of the same. Gotcha. Um, and so this this does have like two or three feet of like elevation change in each one of these, but it's man made and it's meant to do that. Well, so some of those spaces. So I lost some stuff when I was on the river. And I lost, so I lost my hat on the first run falls off and I'm like trying to like swim back up and get it and it goes under and then I can't see it anymore. So it's at the bottom of this river somewhere, I would assume, right. I didn't like, I was not, I was not eager enough to find this hat quick enough, but got sucked under by the current or whatever and lost it. So, uh, and then I lost my sunglasses on the last run of the day. So I had my uh, youngest son on my lap as we're going down in this tube. We flip over like whatever, no big deal. But my sunglasses came off and that's the first time that had happened all day. Like they hadn't come off at all even. And just, you know, sunglasses, as soon as they're off your head, they're fucking gone. But luckily they were free. And then I also, and I don't remember at what point this was like in the middle of the day, but like, I smoked like a rock coming down one of those rapids. Like right at the end, there was just like this, like spare rock. And the, one of the fishermen that was on the river said the river was super low. And I was like, well, maybe that's why like I hit that rock or whatever. But like, and now I got a pretty good size bruise on my back. It, it's nothing that's like incapacitating, but it definitely made me think twice about like where I was going when I was coming down the river <laughs> the next couple of times. So, um, um, and then, so, uh, as far as my overs for the week, I mean, so that was a pretty good time. So we did have to drive two and a half hours to get there, but that happened in Iowa. That's in Manchester, Iowa. If anybody wants to check it out, it was, 
it was fun. It was just a long drive to get there. I think I figure I can start one up in Wilton on the Kickapoo. Yeah, and it's kind of funny, like that you got. It's like a quarter mile stretch that you guys just float down, run back to the top. Like, yeah, just like a yeah. long water slide. I don't know. Yeah, kind of, kind of how my motivation would be to see it again. Like it seems yeah, so, like someone could do it better and make it. So you just have to go once. And you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like a two yeah. stretch, and you got some lulls and flows into it. But it, yeah, if they would if they would run it like two miles straight, that would be pretty epic. Be pretty cool. Um, yeah. So the wife asked if I would go back down there, and I think I said. I don't want to drive that far. Right. But that's like, fair. I, that's fair. I do drive. I do drive like good distances to go do things that I enjoy. Like if I would go to a brewer game, it's going to be a three hour trip. If I go to a Packer game, it's probably three and a half or four hours. Even the, even the Badgers is an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes. Right. And so I w- I'm willing to drive to do things. I've driven up to the cities for things like just to like be in the cities for the weekend or be in. Um, but I guess usually if I go to the cities or if I go to Chicago or like a big city, I usually stay overnight. Milwaukee. I don't, I've always done turn and burns for the games, but I don't know. I don't know if I would do it again. I also said I'd never run like, um, like a mud run or a distance run ever again after I ran a tough mudder and, I did that again. So, yeah, I think space gives you a little bit like, yeah, that was fun. Like we could do it again. Right. It's, it's like what they say about childbirth is they make it very forgettable because yeah. you're supposed to like keep reproducing. Yeah. So, so maybe, yeah, like you can't remember like all the bullshit that went with it. Right. Yeah. And I think if you find a better way to do it, because like you were saying, you used to turn and burn every brewer game you went to. Once I figured out and started having like friends in the Milwaukee area when I didn't have to do that, I was like, I can't imagine turn and burning again. And and getting home at like two o'clock in the morning. and Yeah like driving three hours for a three hour game to drive three hours, but like six hours of driving for a three hour event seems crazy. To yeah. Me now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'd probably still do it for something like, I want to say that we, we've done that for like concerts too. Like Garth Brooks played in the cities. We drove up there and drove back on the same night. Cool. Yeah. And I'm not there anymore. Is. And it's not even just because I have a lot of money. It's just because I've became lazier and <laughs> shit. But yeah, but yeah, no, I uh, get that. There, there's probably a good way to do that. Like go camping in that area. And then, yeah, in the city it would probably be actually pretty cool to spend the weekend in because it's kind of a, like a touristy city as well. But uh, maybe not too. I have no idea. Just saw one little strip. And so I felt touristy in that little strip, right? Uh, anyway, my over, I finished my first adult book of the year, which my goals for the year were the one, read one every month. So I read 
one every seven months. Not bad. If I get two yeah, down, no, yeah, right? When you <laughs> say adult book, how many not, times do you whack off before you finish it? So it's one uh, book. How many whack offs is it good for? So zero whack offs. This was not a whack off book. It's not a smut book. Um, I, so I did write it as an adult book and I did say it as an adult book. And it does sound like it's dirty. It's a dirty book if that's the case, but no whack offs during the book. So at what level does it become an adult book? Like is Hatchet an adult book? So the protagonist probably had, or protagonist or antagonist probably, no, the, just the protagonist probably has to be an adult, like an actual adult, probably 25 plus. And maybe not, maybe not that old, right? So you're, so Harry Potter, long books written for adults, especially at the end, I think, not adult books because the protagonist, Harry Potter, is a child. So you judge this off of the character in it. So like, I think for the most part, yeah. Have you ever heard of the movie Kids before? No. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's an adult movie. But like the kids are, never mind. I don't know enough about like it. So I, you I'm say just, adult movie, I hear porn. And then I'm like, kids should not be in porn movies, right? <laughs> um, but uh, uh, no, I think that like there's some horror films where the protagonist could be a child, right? Where it like probably is for adults, for adults to some extent, like. I just think that if the main character is like on a hero's journey, which is what Harry Potter is, right? And so, and I get that that's like an 800 page book. Like to say that that's for kids is kind of weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would say. And maybe it's not quite that long, 600 pages, but I can Harry, see where you'd say, like, Harry this Potter is kind of dark. Kids book, though. Right. But I would also say, like, the Lord of the Rings are kind of kids' books. Like, Those are all adults, though. Yeah, but I don't think that's how you judge it. Like, if it's an adult book, if if there's a kid in it. So I know you're not a huge reader, but, like, I think, like, most heroes' journeys, if they're starting when the guy is, like, 15 or 12 or 14, then it's a child's book, right? Where if... And this has nothing to do with the book that I read, but if their hero's journey starts when the guy's like 25 and he's like John wick, right? So that's a movie, obviously. I don't know if it's a book or not, but if it's John wick where he's an adult and that's, you're not seeing like his progression from becoming a child and like learning all those skills, you're seeing him enacting those skills. Um, there's a new one coming out and I can't think of the stupid name of the freaking movie with Harrison Ford in it. Indiana is. Jones is like a is for adults. Star Wars is for adults because it's not the kids, right? And so with episode one, when Anakin's a child, like you could maybe argue that that's a for like a movie for kids. Yeah, I, mean, I think Star Wars are for kids. I do think you have like a good point there where I do think if it's like a child that is the protagonist, as you're using all the correct words. Yeah, I like, think that's like the the guy who like drives the story, right? Yeah. 
No, yeah, you're right. Like the good guy in in the story. Yeah. Like I think if it's a kid, it's usually gotta be a kid's book. But I don't think if it is an adult that is the protagonist, that it necessarily means that it's not for kids. Because like if, if you just look at like this this might be a dumb example, but like the wiggles or like blues clues or like shit like that. Like it's an adult, but it's a kid show. Yeah, like I get that. But uh, but it is funny that you say that because now that I'm thinking of like every movie that I watch where like the kid is the thing, it's usually a kid's book. Yeah, or kids movie or something like that. Yeah, right? but but I don't think that's necessarily true. Because then, if you say that, then my first example, Hatchet, is definitely a kid's book. Because you're well, reading so, I it mean, while you read a, that as a fifth, sixth grader, though, too. Yeah, right? and like, it's that's like what, uh, Gary Paulson wrote two young men. Like that was the like idea behind. That's who wrote the Hatchet, right? It was Gary Paulson. Sure. That sounds right. Yeah. I'm like, like 90% no, I, sure that's correct. But like, he wrote to young men that like to be like out in the wilderness. That was like the goal is for like kids probably from like 10 to 16 to be like wild humans. And that's kind of like what his idea of it was. It's probably based on his life to some extent. Yeah. No, I, I just, think it's an interesting point that you brought that up that that it kind of depends on the protagonist but definitely like i said is you can have an adult protagonist and it could be a kid book for sure. and so i think i think those lines are a little bit more like muddied now for sure with like especially with comic book characters yeah those are for kids. right those are for kids um, most of them are adults, so like Superman's an adult, Batman's an adult, Iron Man's an adult, right? And but they've now, always been. Yeah. And so like uh we I don't know, in our culture today, we definitely view those as like multi-generational movies, right? So they're yeah. anybody 50 and under, that's what they're for. Yeah, for sure. Like the Avengers, like you could bring your kids to and they would have a good time, or Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, like you can bring your kids to and have a good time. We did hammer hammer that one home too much. Yeah. What was the book called that you read? So it's a like a it's honestly like a sales book or a self-help book, right? That is it's called uh, Never Split the Difference. But it's uh an FBI negotiator got into like a sales thing and so i started reading it because of this crisis negotiation team that i'm doing and suppose and so supposedly that should be pretty similar to the fbi 40 hour training which i'm hoping to do in september what, maybe what's your biggest benefit that you took away from that book uh so that like and this is kind of what we teach at work anyway, is that don't ever like, don't ever really give answers. Always just be asking questions because people are going to give the information that you need. Right. Yeah. And then another big one is, is that, uh, 
that to walk away with no deal is better than walking away with a bad deal. Okay. But that's Stop. more business-based, right? Like to like say, this deal doesn't work for you and it doesn't work for me. It's better for us to just leave and neither of us to be angry about it. Yep. And I would agree with that point of advice, but can you repeat the first thing you said? Because I think, I think I got something to say about that, but now, now that you said the second one, I can't remember. Yeah. So that the first one was basically that you kind of drive the, um, drive the conversation through questions and reflections and you don't really have to give up too much of yourself. Okay. Right. That's, that's the negotiation piece of it for him though. God, I hate that so much. I think I hate the guy that you're talking about because that it's like how to make the world a shittier place. It's like, don't be upfront with what you want because you want them to slip up and so you can get what you want for less. And yeah, so I, that's the business piece of it, right? Um, it's like how to be a shitty person, but like, I don't know, not, not think you're a shitty person. Yeah, maybe that is, maybe that's accurate, right? So I guess what I'm going to ask him, and this is like a, some, some other guys, this is more like brain drain talk, I guess here, but, um, and I've mentioned this guy, this Dan Ariely guy. Yeah. We'll do the brain drain at the front, front of the episode. Apparently today. Right. Um, he basically says like, you're willing to act shittier if the people around you act shitty. Right. Does that make sense to you? If like mob mentality type stuff. Um, but even on small things, mob mentality works. Or just if you know somebody that cheats at something, you're more willing to cheat to some extent. No, and it's so, funny. It's funny you say that. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off too much, but you energy. So this just happened in a conversation tonight. So there's a button that says do not touch. I think you and I are both guys that do not touch a button that says do not touch. But then I was thinking back, like when I was a kid, I was like, I would not touch that button if nobody was around me. But if I had people to make yeah. that I was cool, I would touch that button. Sorry. That, or but yeah, or that, like, very true. Yeah. Yeah. Like if someone's going to think you're cool, you might touch that button. Or if you know that everyone before you has touched that button, like, you don't care if you touch that button. Yeah. You're like, whatever. Yeah. Yep. And so like the consequences aren't going to be as great. Or even if you, even if it's something that says, don't touch this button, like nobody will ever know, but like you, right. So like that's, but you know, everybody touches the button, you know it, or you see somebody else touch the button, then you'll touch the button too. And he was doing it with cheating. And so I wonder, like, if I'm, if I hold my moral code too highly in comparison to society with things no. like that. Don't ever wonder that. I, I <laughs> like, and I'm not even saying like just you in general. Like, I just think 
that sure you can get ahead in life with a shit ton of things and i'm not trying to go off like on a preachy thing but like i don't like that shit like ask questions when no just tell someone what you want so they can tell you what they want and let's move on let's not try to get a better deal let's try to figure out what the most fair situation is and i get this it's not the best way to live like if you're trying to thrive and shit but it just pisses me off that there's things out there that teach people to be shittier to other people to get ahead of those people because that in general is you're trying to make the other guy be the sucker in the situation that you're dealing with them in and don't get me wrong like you probably should do that but it's just not the way that i want to live like i want to be That's able fair. to tell somebody hey i want this this is how much money i have like this seems like what a fair price would be like what how okay and so this like product do you have if i'm gonna like if i'm gonna break down like his actual attitude what from the videos i've seen him because i've watched a bunch of his videos too because like he's this fbi negotiator that was really good that like he was in charge of like all overseas american kidnappings for like 15 years something like that right for a long time yeah and so if he's breaking it down, he's saying that if you come out and you're in a, in like a business negotiation or negotiation, even with a terrorist, right. And you come out and you say, all right, so what I want to do is I want to be able to pay $25,000 for this business. Right. And the other guy at that point he's anchored into around $25,000 where in reality, when he was walking in, he could have been at $10,000 and you're going to pay $15,000 more for this business because like you didn't let things come out where he wanted to be at. And so like, you're saying like, you're just trying to get him down to a lower number all the time. And I don't think that and I could just be misreading it, right? Like having too no, much faith in the no, humanity. No, you're, re you're reading it right, but it's still not right in my mind. Like exactly what you just said, he's trying to make but so like you're a normal everyday deal the same as a hostage negotiation. Like I get it. So if you're so dealing his hostage, with like lives and shit you're gonna try whatever you're gonna big borrow yeah. fucking steal do whatever you need yeah to keep somebody alive right uh, which so like is not what it should be when you're trying to just live your life like yeah to do business so i assume like in that case we're assuming that we're dealing with uh good people like uh not bad actors right so bad actors like 
are doing yeah. the opposite to you in some extent. But um, yeah, yeah say you you're going to try to buy uh, your grandpa's farm or someone's going to buy your grandpa's farm and he's trying to fucking rip your grandpa off to get a good deal, yeah. you know, and your grandpa doesn't know any better. Like that person's a piece of shit. Like that's, that's what they are. Fair enough. Right. That if you're not given fair market, I don't think he's pushing for not fair market value though, but I'm, yeah, I think no, I'm, I think I'm probably he's pushing hitting the guy like, a little bit hard. No, and you're fine. I don't think like, who cares? Like this is some like guy who obviously quit the FBI in doing the terrorism thing because he saw a way to make money in the, in the private sector too. Right. Like, so that happened. That's why he's writing books and started his own like consulting company. Um, but I think the example he gives in the terrorist thing is that, or maybe just kidnappers. I think it was in the Philippines. Uh, they were getting all these, um, kidnappings, like two a week and it'd be Americans or whatever. And it always started off with like 50 to $75,000. Right. And then, and then like they, everybody would be, have it solved by like Thursday night, Friday, Friday morning. Right. Everything always got solved like by like Friday ish. And so by him sitting down and like, I guess it's not him asking the questions. It's like family members, but he's coaching them through it. Yeah. They figured out that these guys are just, taking the ransom money and going to party on Fridays and Saturday nights. And you don't need $50,000 to party for the weekend, right? Especially probably in the Philippines. And so they realized that like they could get this, the money that the kidnappers are asking for 50 to $75,000 every time down to like 5,000. And so like saving the family, you know, $45,000 or $65,000, $70,000. Right. And so by sitting there and asking the questions and like having them give you information and like be patient with like making the deal, like the true deal comes out, they don't need. So they're taking these people in order to like go out and party on the weekend. They don't need to have $50,000 to do that. They can probably do that pretty effectively with five to $6,000. Yeah, but yeah, I get where I you're. Mean, at. I get where you're at with it too. When you say that, like someone who's trying to swindle you out of things for not and not creating good value, like that's not really a good person either. You're you're right about that. Yeah, in my example, like in Afghanistan, we would go to the bazaar or whatever, and you these people were just like hustlers and shit, and. Now that I'm saying it out loud, like whatever, I was like a sucker in there, but I wasn't buying much shit. Like I remember I just wanted suits and this person asked for whatever, $150 a suit. And I was like, that is a fucking steal. Like it's a six piece suit, $150. I was like, give me two of them. So he's like, yeah, that's 300 bucks. I give dude 400 bucks. Like, because I was like, yeah, this you is- knew it was a deal. This is a guy that probably doesn't, 
you feel like he doesn't make money. He probably does, right? Otherwise, he wouldn't be there. But yeah, but he's probably making money in bad ways too. Like I'm wondering who's making these suits that I have got for like so cheap. But then, then I would like walk out of the bazaar and like I would be with people who I do think are like good people that like would just talk these people down to like selling it to like 50 cents type shit like for the suit no not for the suit but like just for like other shit so they they would have maybe talked it down to like a hundred dollars a suit and i was just like man these people are like like outside of our base like we're getting hit with idfs or like indirect fire like every day so like these people are going into like areas where they're not protected. not necessarily safe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I and I was just like, just fucking pay them what they're asking for, which is probably not a bet. And that's not a great way to live life either. So I don't know. You kind of talked me into seeing the faults in my ways as well. I don't, I don't know. So I, I get what you're saying. Like you can be a shitty human, but you can also like just try be trying to strike the deal that actually works for both of you. Right. Yeah. Not that, not that you're eroding all their value, but you're not overspending to get something either. Right. So if I get, I get where you're at. Makes sense to me. And I think also, like, I, I was, like, willing, dealing, like, for a house here. It, we can get off this in a second. But, like, that was, like, my main word. I was, like, I'm going to be transparent as I can be with you. I was, like, this is my budget. If you can't meet this, I can't help you. Like, if you can meet this, I can help yeah. you. Like, yeah, that's, that's all and, I wanted. But then right. you also get extorted off saying something like maybe not extorted is the right word but like yeah you're you might be overpaying for that yeah how exactly right or whatever yep um all right yeah so we'll move on i like like i said uh finish this book it's called uh never split the difference it's by chris voss he's a former um uh crisis negotiator hostage negotiator for the fbi pretty good I'm happy that I finished it. It took me way longer than it should have. I got it like four weeks ago and kind of pussed and didn't do it. Didn't read it as much as I should, but everybody give Mike a round of applause. You finish a book. I'm only 11 way from meeting my goal for the year. <laughs> I'm actually proud of you though. That's good. I think if, if you, you always set your goals too high. So if you finish four books, that's, that's uh, a success for me. At this in, point, in that would eyes. be. Can I listen to an audiobook? I'm considering uh, scooping up an audiobook because my favorite podcast is taking a vacation for the next couple weeks. I think so. I I will not hold a grudge about like against that as long as it's like educational. It's not going to be educational if I do it. I'm sure. Then it doesn't count. You got to read the word. Wait, I got to read like. If I so if I'm reading so if I to get credit for reading a novel that is not educational, um, then I have to read it. Yeah, that that's 
whatever. I haven't had a lot of time to think about my take right there, but I think so. Is yeah, if you're gonna learn about something, I don't care how you are learning. But if you're going to be entertained by something that is fake and whatever, that would be like me bragging to you that I watch movies or TV shows. Like, it's not an accomplishment. I don't. Fair fair enough. I mean, but it will expand your brain. I don't know. I'm on the fence. Well, maybe it won't, right? Like, so... I listen to enough podcasts that I'm not always sure that my brain is going to be expanding. Yeah. If I brag to you about how many podcasts that I listen to about useless garbage. Wait, is it actually useless, useless garbage? So it's like sports and shit. Like you just barely that it's like people talking like we are right now. Uh, about think of how many things people learned in the last i don't know 20 minutes when we were talking about this bullshit they learn nothing because i sit on the fence with everything like they learned like oh maybe we should talk people down or maybe we shouldn't because so we made them think like what should we actually be doing right yeah yeah, tweet at us about this. Tweet at us about this. If uh, yeah, should you should you try to talk people down in a negotiation, or should you not try be, to not talk them down? Pay them should you, or what you they're should, asking for. Should you be transparent with negotiations, or should you hold your cards tight? What's up? Mike's being One loud second. right now at his house. Yeah, I'll pause. All right, so that kind of I had to cut out of there quick because uh, Amazon Prime days are ending, and so the wife and I needed to scoop up something for uh, behind our couch. So had to do that real quick. Got her handled. Gonna get I, a little piece of furniture off of Amazon. We'll see how it works, but. I love and respect the hustle. I like as I was telling you while we were just paused, I was like, ah, I didn't even know it was that. But now that I think of it, we did get some stuff for very cheap. And I don't think we knew why it was so cheap. But now it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, you guys should keep your eyes out for prime days. I know that you rich people don't have to do shit like that, but you really should. It's a good, it's a good deal. You can get things for what people are not no longer asking for them. You rich people, are you talking to our fifteen listeners? <laughs> no, out I'm talking. I think I'm talking to you. No, I, yeah, I think I, all our listeners knew Prime Day existed. No, well, maybe. Yeah, I'm not not saying they did, but we're definitely not rich. We are far from actually. I think we're closer to poor than we are rich. Yeah. But I don't feel that pain. (laughs) We're not poor, but we're not rich. So we're living somewhere in the middle. You're exceptionally middle class. Yes. And we like it that way. We like it that way. All right. Should we roll into this show? We did the brain drain right off the top, even though I think I'm going to have another brain drain at the end. Oh, good. 
there's shit that I want to talk about. But You're good. But you roll, you roll. I'm drunker than you right now, and you're all right. So we'll do, yeah. So we'll jump into barking about the Brewers. Um, so a few points about the Brew, just one point about the Brewers, and then a couple points about the Major League Baseball. So zero Brewers appeared in the Major League Baseball All Star Game. Obviously, um, Jackson Churro appeared in the Double A all-star game which disappointed pat a little bit because he was hoping to see him but um the I'll i they must have had i'll take that Brian. the brewers must have had somebody go to the all-star game because i believe in baseball every club gets a representative right the airbender was there so Devin williams Air. was there okay but didn't get in the game um also another guy who didn't make the game that this podcast is exceptionally disappointed about Ellie De La Cruz wasn't in the game. Didn't even get voted in. Is that correct, Pat? So I, I think, it, I mean, he just showed up on the scene too late. So I don't think we knew how early we were to the Ellie De La Cruz or the Ellie De La Cruz party. Oh, we were interesting. We were right on it. He had just got called up, and we didn't know. Like, so I'm not even trying. No, Pat, you're like, a, you. Uh, you are a uh, like minor league baseball whisperer. You're going to know all those guys coming up. Apparently, because, man, everybody knows Aladale Cruz now. Uh, we knew about him a month and a half ago because of you, Pat. No, but I didn't know him in the minor leagues. Like, I just no, seen, I know. like two games of his like highlights. And I think apparently it was like at least in his first three games. Oh, no kidding. Wow. But it was kind of like the Jay Bruce train. Let, let's see if he turns out to be uh, Jay Bruce. Do you remember when Jay Bruce popped on the scene? But I feel like Jay Bruce was like a plus player for like five, six years. He was like a Jeremy Maybe it wasn't Burnett, that one. Jeremy Burnett's type plus player. Like he okay. wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't taking your team to the next level. But like when Jay Bruce first showed up on the scene, I want to say like if you look up Jay Bruce stats, which I'm not going to do right now, I want to say in his first 20 games, he might have hit 12 to 15 runs. Oh, he no just, so he was just a dynamo right out the jump. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so Ellie De La Cruz wasn't in the game. No Brewers got in the game. Um which probably means Ali De La Cruz should be traded to the Brewers shortly, right? Yeah, probably I a good move, right? That, like that kind of fits. That if you can't make it to the All Star game, bring him to the Brewers. We'll get him in the game. We'll vote him in, and then uh, so they had the home run derby. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr., I believe. Yeah, I think he's the junior, not like the yeah. third or something. Uh, he won the home run derby. I thought you you were wondering if he was like the Vlad Guerrero or if you no so both so I wonder if this is the first time in history that a father son duo won the whole it is it is it is is. so all right so that's pretty cool um pretty exciting it sounded like there was a bunch of like I think the thing that disappoints me the most about the home run derby is that the actual like like um 
Stanton or Judge don't take part in this. Yeah, it's I don't know. It it is kind of stupid. Like um Pete Alonzo is the guy that won the last two of them and he takes it like very serious, but there there's a happy medium that they need to meet in this in the way that this one was set up like doesn't really it's just like swing out of your ass like as fast as you can and hopefully you're hitting home runs which but i heard like a guy hit like 40 of them in one round yeah and you can definitely do that with the way it's set up because it's like a time limit now and I want to say maybe you get extra time like when it was hit. I, I didn't watch this one. Uh, yeah, I didn't even watch a second of this one. But just knowing from last year, like the way it was set up, it's it's a time limit, whatever. They can throw as many pitches like so fast, like you don't get outs. Like where we kind of grew up and you had 10 outs. If you didn't hit a home run, it wasn't out yeah type deal there's there just needs you to find like the happy medium between the way they're doing it now and whatever but yeah i i okay i just think it's like dead that the best player like michael jordan's not lebron james isn't getting compete in a slam dunk contest or whatever Right. So speaking of these other contests, is this the best all-star game activity is the home run derby? Baseball all-star game? Uh, any all-star game. Three-point contest, dunk contest, are those better? Those are the two that I think are comparable. The three-point contest. Yeah, I, I think it is the best, but it's still not great. Okay. So and all, I think it just is what it suck. is. Yeah, yeah, maybe we just got to accept that. Like, all-star games aren't what they're cracked up to be. Because I think when we were kids, we thought they were, like, pretty I think cool. it was, I think as a kid, I thought it was awesome that everybody that I knew was on the same field. Football, baseball, basketball, same, all the same, right? Like, all the superstars ended up on one field. And I loved that. I loved the idea of that. The but one thing I will I don't say, know if it was good back then either. The baseball game all-star game is the best all-star game of all the all-star games. Well, it's the only one you can actually play the sport in, I think. Exactly. And uh, yeah, like there's no holding up. Uh right. if you look at the box score of the MLB All-Star game, like obviously nobody's pitching more than they need to pitch so like so if you look at the like the pitching stats of that no one pitched over an inning in that game so you're dealing with like fresh heat all the time so it's not the yeah. same as like a normal game obviously but you are also getting like pinch hitters for everything and thing things along that and, yeah, and there's like a pretty big lineup right so there's a 
shitload of people, probably more people than a normal, like major league baseball daily lineup. Yeah. So I think it's, they still play by the rules, like where it's only nine hitters, but you're just going to pinch hit. But there might be 30 guys on the roster compared to 25. Oh, yeah. Yeah. hundred you know percent. I mean? so, yeah. It's, it's a huge roster. Um, yeah. Which yeah. allows for more pinch hitters and all that kind of bullshit. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Highlights from that, um, from what I got to watch, like while I was kind of watching, kind of working, the first two outs of the games were balls hit to the fence where two people made spectacular catches against the wall. I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense because Acuna yeah. comes up and I'm telling the people I work with, I was like, this guy's going to be the MVP for the NL this year. And they knew already, like I work with some pretty well-informed people. It, it's pretty cool. I think they put me on a team of people who, um, can walk the walk in that that sense but yeah they two two awesome catches right off the bat and you're like yeah okay these guys all deserve to be all-stars like the people hitting these balls like this 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 but then it ends up being three two at the end of the game um our boy uh luis areas gets like two hits right off the bat he's hitting 382 so it was cool it was a cool all-star game yeah. that perspective but yeah home run derby three-point contest you might have to pay me money to fully pay attention to those things all right fair enough all right uh so we'll move on to barking about the bucks and some nba news any nba information we got out there do you think the number one over all pick when when Mumbaiana, yeah. He's going to be any good? Oh, yeah. He's going to be a stud. Um, came out his first game. I feel like you have those, like, first game jitters in that in that department, like, where it's like, what's this really going to be like? I want to say he scored, like, seven or nine points and yeah. put, like, a very average – uh stat line together comes out the second game goes like 27 27 points i don't know how many rebounds i don't know how many is this but you're scoring 27 points against some pretty damn good competition when you're as young as he is i think i think he's gonna be just fine uh and not even that like that wasn't the question but He's going to be something to mess with unless he gets hurt. And he looks frail. So that could be an issue. Does he look as frail as Chet Holmgren? Uh, Are they? Yeah. Yeah. But okay. But I don't think that that's necessarily that bad. Like he looks as frail as Kevin Durant looked. You know, and okay. Kevin Durant still looks kind of frail. I I would say, um, yeah, and like and, he's one of the best basketball players on the planet for sure. Yeah, so who knows where it goes? Because 
I would say Craig Olden and Yao Ming didn't look that frail for sure. Like they looked better put together and they were still huge like that. And they get hurt because they're huge like that. Yeah. Because they're bigger, they kind of, it was rougher on them. Not that being really thin is going to necessarily be good for those other guys, but uh it was probably because of the weight that they carried around like Yao Ming was probably carrying him around more weight than he needed to even yeah I think that's fair and Greg Oden definitely was because like the size of that dude's dick is just phenomenally enormous you are enthralled with the Greg Oden's dick we've had this conversation multiple times on the on the podcast just yeah he he just carried a hammer around in his pants as well. Like is on top of being just a huge human being with your joints needing to work the way they need to do, he carried a fucking sledgehammer in his pants. Yeah, I mean I I don't know if that's like surprising news though. Like the guy's seven one or seven two or seven foot right like i guess i assume that if you're symmetrical or like uh proportional like that's just the case yeah i guess maybe that's the only guy that's seven foot tall that i've ever seen their dick before but more than likely right i think so yeah yeah i mean there's not that many seven footers and then they have their dick swinging around it'd be kind of weird yeah I'm trying to think of if I've ever seen someone over seven foot dick other than Greg Odin's. Like, and I don't know if he's quite seven foot. He was probably seven foot, right? How many people do you know that are even close to that? That are even like six ten? They're dicks. No, no, no just that you know. I don't know anybody. I don't even know if I know anybody personally that's above six seven. Okay. I don't even so, know if six six. I, okay. I and I went to high school with a guy that was six nine. Okay. But he was like a he was like a eighth grader or a freshman when I was a senior. Can't remember if he was in my sister's class or the class behind her. But like not something yeah. I remember noticing, I guess, either. Right? If he would have been in the locker room with me. So yeah. I don't know. It'd be noticeable whether it was like it, if he had a normal size dick, it would be like we probably spent, more noticeable. Yeah, uh, I think we've spent far too much time talking about seven footers dicks. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I don't think we've spent much. enough time, but we'll get back to it at another time. So keep going. Keep going. I'll quit. All right. Now. So uh, I, I, I don't think I have any other like NBA news going on. Uh, have you caught any of the Bucks summer league team? So just in general, the Bucks summer league team makes me very happy. And what I pulled up strikes me as the Bucks summer league team of last year. But if I could just, so no, no, this is this year's. So um, we got Taco Fall on the team. Probably he probably carries around a fucking hammer, dude. Um, I'm only that guy like, has, 
I've only Steve heard Steve. of Taco Fall. I don't know if I've ever actually seen him play basketball. So I remember seeing him at UCF uh, and in Boston play some basketball. So that that's a pretty fun one. It looks like we still got Marjan Bochamp on the team. Uh, there was something about it that I thought that this summer league team looked very fun. And I guess, like, if, if you go names-wise, like Drew Timmy, Taco Fall, um, Jabari. I mean, as as you, like as a Bucks fan, Marjan Bochamp still being being there, and I I don't know, like I don't think if you're a Celtics fan, like you're like, oh, Marjan Bochamp, that's that's fun. Oh um, yeah, right, I get that. Uh, Vin Baker, and yeah, like you said, Jabari Parker back with the Bucks, but I'm very confused by that. Just because, like, as we talked in the last episode, it was he seemed like he was pretty disgruntled with Milwaukee and wanted to get up. But I mean, yeah. if you can find a job, you can find a job, and I feel like basketball Teams start winning. Yeah, and basketball, people bring people back quite a bit. But pretty fun summer league team, I would say, out of the Bucks. I'm going to watch three minutes of summer league. So, Oh, yeah, I'm probably not going to watch any. Unless, uh, if they're still playing in a week when I go out to Vegas, maybe I'll try to get to a game. I don't think they are. I think it's like. Yeah, I think it's closed quick. up shop, yeah. but like, I don't know. But if they are, I'll I'll see what I can do. Try to get down, tackle some Boston Celtics guys or something. I'm not sure. Get my ass beat for heckling summer league players. There you go. Go do it. Uh, go do it. All right. Uh, so next off, we're going to jump over to the NFL and get a little uh, news out of there. Um, the Chiefsaholic, I think is who it was, was finally found and arrested. He was robbing banks in order to have enough money to sit in basically like the front row of the stands. And so they kind of, they finally scooped him up at, I believe in California. So. Yeah, no, you're right. And that's probably one of the most respectable things that I've heard in a long time. You were just saying that I shouldn't like ask for like less money, people to take money off, but it's okay to fucking rob banks. For the, I guess if it's for the right reasons, right? Yeah, I'm willing to contradict myself uh, on this one. Yeah, for sure. Like if you're like Bonnie and Clyde and shit and being assholes, like he he was just sick of people not being transparent with him. Like just give me the tickets, face value. I'll give you an extra ten bucks. We got we got a deal here. But, but like if you're that it. big of a chief, if you're that big of a Chiefs fan, you probably could have had really good season tickets at at face value when they were fucking ass for like before Mahomes got there. They were fucking terrible for years. Yeah, no, this and I'm getting this all from a separate podcast. So uh yeah, the the Chiefs super fan realm is is an interesting thing and i don't think i don't think he was getting the money just 
to sit at the like front of the games. Like I think I think you've been like kind of fed a lie into that. I'm sure oh, I'm sure I have been. been. Like yeah. they're definitely joking every time they say it, but I'm yeah. gonna roll with the joke. So yeah. And I'm sure it was part of it, honestly. But yeah, I don't you gotta think that keep was up like, a certain lifestyle to some extent, right? Yeah, but if you look into the Chiefs super fan shit, it's funny. Like the Wolfman fucked the other Chief Superfan's wife, and like then this happened, then this happened, then this happened, and the the young wolf does this. Like it's it's a yeah. weird scene with super fans in, in Chiefs Kingdom for sure. Yeah, I would guess like to be the super fan, you're probably not like the most mentally stable person on the planet not that you're like crazy necessarily but you're probably not like making all your best decisions in your life yeah and you you said that just fine like because you could just be like a inherently goofy dude but yeah you're there's probably something wrong like I would assume so. Like if you feel like you got to get dressed up for every game and like, especially if you go to every game, like, and you got to be dressed up and like acting like a fool at every game. That's, it's a little odd. I agree with that statement, but yeah, I like, yeah, I'm a calm fan. Yeah. and, And so am I. And, I honestly like watching the games on TV more than going to the stadium. Yeah. So there's yeah. So the, what you miss is the atmosphere. The atmosphere is fucking cool. If you yeah. go to a game and I would guess that's pretty much everywhere. All right. And then, uh, moving on from that, Alvin Kamara pleads no contest. I guess it's still up in the air, whether he's going to get suspended or not, but, uh, I don't know if he got any jail time out of it. Didn't sound like it from what I, what I saw. Um, all right, uh, inform you, the people few, who don't know what Alvin Kamara I don't, did. I'm not 100% positive. I think it's assault, but um, it was during the Pro Bowl, not this last year, but the year before. All right. I want to say domestic abuse, possibly. So, but the criminal case against Kamara ended Tuesday when the player pleaded no contest to reduce the charge of breaching the peace, a misdemeanor that spares Kamara a possible felony conviction. The court ordered 30 hours of community service in a $105,000 restitution for Green's medical bills. So the charge was breaching of the peace i don't yeah so that's so that would be like a disorderly conduct here which is a misdemeanor it's not something you're going to get put in jail for but he i'm pretty sure he had an assault charge see that goes back he pled down he pled down to it to my trans and i think and i think that had mandatory um jail time if you get convicted of the felony yeah yeah whole i mean i guess i don't even know what to say like hopefully about but breaching of the peace that that is 
an interesting way to put something like you're well and I, like, yeah and i think he was like like i said i think he's in vegas when this happens right and that city is oh, like, okay yeah like that's ringing breaching the beast how do you even do how do you do that in las vegas i don't even know how that exists in yeah. like a city like that right if you're anywhere near either downtown area or any clubs or anything how do you getting charged with that if you're anywhere near hotels and shit if he's suspended aaron jones is the most no never mind christian mccaffrey all right i'm just i'll I'll try to pull it back into the the sports realm but but yeah the breaching the peace thing is interesting in vegas yeah, for sure. Oh. Like that's a weird law. I suppose it's anything that like you're getting out of like if you jumped into the Bellagio fountain, that'd be breaching the peace or something like that, right? If you're doing crazy shit that they need to control you over, that's breaching the peace. Yeah, I guess so. But I, right? I would that's what a disorderly like, conduct is. Yeah. And I'm familiar with what a disorderly conduct is and you've had one 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 only one but good for you mine was yeah just being drunk yeah i guess drunk it would be like jumping into a phone so yeah you're drunk and stupid right like that you're not actually like because yeah if you if you're legal but you're being a problem yeah and if you hit somebody that would be like an assault and that would be more of an issue so yeah it's curious it's curious to me just how broad that that statement can be i i can't say whether i'm like oh well camara should be good like i would imagine that like the nfl knows what he did and i would assume that him pleading no contest to this and pleading down is going to get him suspended that's what the NFL does. Yeah. And less of a punishment or more of a punishment. What do you what do you think? I I would think I'll think would, he'll get the same. I think he'll that he'll get like a six game, he'll appeal it and he'll get down to a four game. But yeah, I also assume like somebody's talking to someone in the NFL office, like where they're like not only pleading to the court, but they're also pleading like Hey, if we do this, like, what are we going to get? I would assume so, but I mean, people make dumb decisions all the time. And like, I mean, when we think of NFL football players, I think we think of like fully cooked humans and they're not always that, right? Like they make stupid decisions because they're not right. They come into the league at 21 and then they're doing stupid shit for four or five years. And it's like, how is this guy, like this guy that we see as like, a man and like understands everything about this game of football. How is he making such stupid life choices? But they're just us with incredible, incredible athletic talent. hundred percent. Yeah. Cause you hear that from football haters or NFL sports haters. Like they're like, Oh, these people are all beating their wives and 
right. and doing stupid shit and doing drugs and yeah look like, at your fucking neighbor yeah You're doing the exactly. same shit yeah exactly at a way lower rate than than what the average population is doing like if you i would imagine so right oh for sure like these people are dedicated like yeah had to be working their ass off to get to where they are way more than say you or i or basically anybody that we come into contact on an everyday basis like sure there's going to be the freaks that get out there that aren't that dedicated like doing their own thing but i would imagine that by the time they're in the nfl they're washed out like they wash out pretty quickly in the nfl if they're not the dedicated athlete yeah and i would assume the crime rate in pro sports is less than the crime rate in the military which people put on a pedestal for being great you know you know the military is about the same the military is just about the same as uh the general population in terms of uh incarcerated persons yeah yeah and and our percentages right pro athletes are less than that maybe i could be wrong about it's hard to say what so what do you classify as that right so guys who made it to the league and then left like what does that number look like do you know what i mean like five days in the league are we there or are we talking about guys who make it to their second contract um guys who are in their first contract like they're drafted do you know what i mean so there's so many guys every year that wash out of the nfl that maybe had you know two or three practices get cut and then if they commit a crime are they considered a pro athlete that has a crime i would say drafted well so maybe it's a guy who makes the 53 man roster right so if we just do that right everybody who's made a 53 man roster in the last 50 years what is the actual like um incarceration rate of those individuals like come down to or like even gets caught doing drugs or whatever it's probably pretty low yeah i would assume it's less than general population I don't know. Probably. That's what we'll leave you guys with. You guys can tweet us at that. You guys can look up all those stats and tell us how stupid we are if you'd really like. Yeah. No, I think we're smart on that one. So. All right. And then so more people acting like fools. Northwestern football team is hazing people like real hazing, like making them run bear crawls naked. Um like dry humping guys, I guess just some like some, some of the stuff that is being alleged out of Northwestern is pretty crazy for 2023. And, and Pat's Fitzgerald has been fired over this shit. So he had a two week suspension. The internet kind of hears about it. Everybody blows up and then he gets fired, which I get. Like if you're, if you have any idea at all that hazing's going on in your program, you should be fired for one. And two, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you letting that shit go on? Yeah. Hazing to that extent is kind of wild to me. But then there's like the other side of it where it's like, 
how much does do these people like really want to do it? Eh, never mind. I'm not even gonna no, so like that side of the coin, but I think there's things you could do that would be hazing, right? Like that would be much more social socially acceptable, right? Um you could make them carry like all the footballs, like every day, right? Like you're in charge of making sure all the footballs get picked up and put away because you're the new guy on the team, right? Especially in college, like something that, like that oh, could for- easily be taking place. Um, singing just, in front of people, shit like yeah, that, like yeah, like th- things that are embarrassing, but not like are like degrading. Right. They yeah. embarrass you, but they're not degrading you. Right. So you go up and sing. That's not like a degrading thing to have to do. Right. And um, I don't know, like a f- things that are forced are a little weird, too. I can see guys getting cut over not being the guy that picks up the balls or like being a good teammate, especially if you're a fringe player and you're not unwilling to do the extra shit. Like I could see guys getting cut over that. I mean, so superstars aren't going to, but they probably get hazed way less than the guy that is the second string right guard. Yeah. And if you're Pat Pat Fitzgerald in that situation, you got to realize, you know, they're young dudes that That can't control themselves. Aren't fully cooked. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, yep. Your mind's not there. Like, okay. It's going to be funny to make this guy like, and don't even get me wrong. Like, if I had to do like a naked bear crawl to make a team, like I probably would have done. The, it. Yeah, that's it's, not. The and it's not the worst thing that's ever happened in the world, but it's not yeah. good either. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm probably not going to be the guy that's like, "Oh, I had to do it. You got to do it." Like, it's just, it is what it is at that point. I've heard like hazing stories that way worse, like for frats at Florida State and things like that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And like just talking to one of my younger troops, I was like, you know, if you get put in a situation like that to like make a frat, you don't do that. Like you don't, you know, join a room it- of. 10 guys nailing a chick or or something like along that yeah, line like, especially in the military that shit will get you fucking hooked up real quick yeah and it's not even that like it's just like when you look back at that scene in your life like you're gonna regret that or yeah <laughs> like yeah so like like you said like be transparent and be a good human can you tell that to your parents this is how i got into the fucking frat like yeah. you know what i mean uh that I mean, and there's, there. granted, like, I think we all have things we don't want to, like, tell our parents we did because they're not always fucking good things. But I think if you lived your life a little bit more like that, like, can you tell people that you're doing this shit? Yeah. You know, and, and like, we'd be a lot better humans if we thought, well, I don't want to tell people I did this, so I'm not going to fucking do it. Right. Yeah. We're not always, and, always all there, though, so. And yeah, and we don't know the extent of the hazing. I guess the naked bear crawls is bad enough. I think if you're I, making, it, so I, you're making granted naked, you're for anything, right? yeah, like borderline sexually assaulting them. So yeah, it might not even be not, borderline. It could just be sexual assault. Like yeah. that could be just the whole deal of it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, like it's weird. Um, it doesn't, I don't know if Fitzgerald actually knew about it. Like if he was like complicit in it, like to be like part of it. But I think you have to take responsibility for your program at the very I least, agree. if you're the head coach of the program. I agree with that a hundred percent because I think that's a ground rule like that you think shouldn't have to be said, but yeah, yeah, but you can kind of say it in other ways, like the way Deion Sanders took over Colorado and had like his little press conference, which I honestly thought was like a little corny and like whatever. Like a little over the top, like, hey, some of you guys aren't going to be here, this, that, and the yeah. other. Like, if you wear a hat backwards, like, don't show up, like, type deal while he was wearing a backwards hat. I feel like that's part that you need to mention. But um, you know that that coach isn't going to put up with you making a guy run naked to yeah. compromise yeah. the team. Like, like that standard right. was set in that meeting, like his first show up. And I think honestly, if you take over a team, you're like, hey guys, like especially in the climate that we are in today, I don't even think it's like an outrageous thing to put out there is like, hey, the the hazing extent is gonna go to carrying footballs like you said and like there's probably like more clever things that you can do like you said like singing in front of shit like yeah if you show up you know 30 seconds late for something you got to sing something to in order to like be allowed in the room or whatever i get that shit like and to some extent like that little embarrassing stuff is pretty team building because they've all kind of been in a situation where they're not comfortable and like now yeah. like this guy can be like you fuckers made me do this and like and it's not bad that he's like like fucking emotionally yeah. scarred over it for the rest of his life but it was embarrassing in the moment right yeah and it's almost like empathy building which is like a good character risk yep. to build like because Say you're running late because your car didn't start that morning and you show up late and you have to like sing to get in the room or whatever. So like when you see a guy show up late and they have like some circumstance, like whether it's like their kid was being a shithead, you'd be like, yeah, you know, I get it. Like whatever yep. you have to do that. But like, it's. It is what it is. Yeah. So Northwestern acting like fools. Um, a guy who is definitely not a fool, but ribbon racing like a fool for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. We're moving on to driving fast and turn left. Finished 29th this week. Not again. Great. He, Jesus. No, Christ. 32nd we, last week. 32nd and then 29th. I, uh, two weeks. That's what I'm saying, though. We're in the bottom fucking 25 again. Yeah, now we're uh, but we're still third in the standing, so we're doing all right. Um, anyway, Man, Martin Truex like Jr. probably going to win this week. 
He's just waiting for the chase, waiting for the chase. I don't know about that, man. He's resting on his uh, laurels or loyals or whatever they think. I think it's laurels, but I don't know what that means. (laughs) I do not know what that means at all. But, but yeah, he needs to get back to driving faster and turn left a little bit harder because two weeks in a row in the bottom. How many racers are there? Like he's got to be in the bottom. Usually about thirty six or thirty seven. Okay, so I mean he's in the bottom ten for sure, and in that. All right, moving on. We're gonna hit the brain drain and. We're going to take a look at things Pat wrote down in the cell phone for the podcast that didn't make it to the podcast, or maybe just wrote down in general. Yeah, no, I, it, they're all on my phone. So we did the Wisconsin Sports Mount Rushmore. So this one is a special tip. So if you've been listening to this long, uh, someone told me that if you have the Subway app and you put B-O-G-O-F-T-L, and you buy a footlong, you get one for free. So I think that, yeah, they might have a uh, buy one, get one deal right now. Okay. So that's in there. Wimbledon. Wimbledon, this is to my wife's credit. So she got into the Breakpoint tennis show that we talked about, and we've been following Ans Jabbar from Tanzania. 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 I don't don't even know if that's right. I I could point to it on the map. Okay. But anyways, so she's a beast. She made it into the final four. Um, And that's been very enjoyable. And just watching tennis in general has been very enjoyable for me. But all I wanted to do is uh, give a shout out to the last American man standing in the tournament. And it was uh, Christopher Eubanks. And I won't lie, I didn't get to jump on his bandwagon until his final three matches. But I got to see him win two times and then take... uh, Daniel Medvedev. I'm pretty yeah, sure that that's, guy. Yeah, yeah, that, that exact pronunciation. Name. Yeah, into five sets where he could almost beat him in the fourth set. Uh, hadn't lost a tiebreaker yet in the tournament. First tiebreaker, he loses. Pushes it to a fifth set, and then he gets his ass wiped in the fifth set. But anyways, Christopher Eubanks is the new official. Banging on the drum. Who was uh, the old official guy. banging on the drum tennis guy? So we had Riley Opelka was oh one. Yeah, yeah. And and then last week I was wrong with my announcement of saying Francis Tiafo. Even though Francis, you're still Frankie, you're still our boy, but Christopher Eubanks living the this just a dream he was definitely cinderella like if you got into tennis the the i I don't want to like jump in and be like oh i'm a big tennis fan or anything like that but i was starting to get into it 
And it was a true Cinderella story. This guy's 27 years old. He's never made a Wimbledon in his life. He's never qualified to make Wimbledon. So you know he's just been grinding, playing tennis, playing tennis, and doing his thing. I want to say they said he's made $500,000. Or no, I, th- I think he made like a million dollars playing tennis, which still kind of blows my mind. But in this tournament, just alone, he made $500,000. Nice. And and he made it to the Elite Eight of Wimbledon. And he could have made it to the Final Four, but he didn't. And that kind of makes me sad. But it, it was a cool story. Um, moving on in my phone, I have I've been playing basketball a lot lately. And I'll just put on whatever music from my past and stuff. And then the my Biggie Smalls phase came up and it was just rolling through all my favorite Biggie, Biggie songs and the 10 crack commandments came on. And I think we need to make the 10 pack commandments if someone hasn't done that already. We might have to look that up, but the 10 packer commandments are going to be coming up through our show. And then, yeah, that, that's all I got from my phone. Um, I thought there was more. I apologize that there's not more, but I have been rambling like a drunk lunatic, and I apologize to all you guys for that but but that's how we roll sometimes in the summer on this show do you have anything that you got in your brain drain uh nothing in my brain drain except for if you're doubting the brewers the packers the bucks or the badgers or martin truex jr almost forgot them you can eat our shorts roll it like subscribe and download Suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shows. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shows. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shows. Eat my shows.